Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. We are back with another incredible episode with my girlfriend, Victoria Starr, aka Vicky, but you'll hear in this episode where she corrects me to call her Victoria. And I absolutely love that she is re-owning her full name and she goes in and explains what that really means. So I hope, I hope that kind of resonates with some of us because I feel like we identify with a certain version of us, maybe based on your name, but maybe based off something else that you can relate to. Victoria and I met a few years ago at a women's event, and she has completely shifted and changed her life over the last couple of years. But we reconnected when we were going through breathwork training together, and she has gone on to live in Costa Rica for a few years, and now she is solo, and she is just rocking the solo van life. Uh, She is a breathwork instructor. She has, in her words, risen up from the dark night of the soul and into freedom. Her story is one of bravery, grace, and really deep recognizing that where she was wasn't serving her anymore. And this organic conversation that we had around what she was dealing with in her life is so relatable to so many of us on so many levels. So I hope that you find yourself in the story. And I hope that you can see that through awareness, we can create change. And when we become aware of things that can be changed, it is up to us to decide and make those changes as hard as they may be to do. She is proof that there is freedom on the other side and you can just see it and hear it and feel it in this conversation. And I can't wait for you to be rocked by my soul sister, Victoria. Her vision statement is to die young as late as possible, sitting sideways in the grave, totally worn out from the adventures of life and shouting, holy shit, what a fucking ride. Have zero regrets. And that's literally what I know you'll get out of this episode. So I can't wait for you to tune in. Let's go. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for today's episode because I have my dear friend, a soul sister in breathwork and just overall amazing human um, on the show today. Vicki, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. Mm, Thanks, Jessica. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Let's transition from Vicki to Victoria, if you don't mind, just because that's the shift in who I am now. Do you know what's so funny is I went to write your name in the show notes title before and I'm like, I don't think she goes by that. I think she goes by Victoria and I wrote out your full name, but everyone puts like a, 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 what do you call it? Like a nickname for me. And I feel like sometimes that can feel a little bit more like closer to somebody because maybe no one else calls you that, but sometimes it's the opposite. So let's just jump off with that because I feel like you are someone like myself and so many listening to this show that are in massive transformation in your life, massive like change and just discovering some new parts about yourself, but also reclaiming some old parts. It sounds like we are going back to Victoria. So I want to hear about that. Actually, that sounds like a perfect place to start. Mm, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like growing up, my dad always called me Vic. Um, I was known as Vicky in school. And then this change in my life and it actually happened when my soul emerged, like literally like busted out is like, Victoria feels so much better, feels so much who I am, as opposed to the short and the smaller um, closed version, so to say. So yes, this is 
this is my soul awakening and using my given divine name. Oh, I love that. Okay. We got to dive into some of that juicy stuff. And this is why y'all listening, I rebranded this podcast to be called unscripted because I don't like to stick to the script. I am a projector through and through. If you don't know anything about human design, just DM me. I can fill you in on what I've learned. I don't know everything, but I know enough, at least about mine that, you know, following the rules or being too prepared or trying to do things the way we're told to do them doesn't work for a lot of people, but especially for my human design. Let's talk about that because I know you as a woman and just you using that phrase small, when you called your name being shortened, making you smaller or not as big. I think so many of us are conditioned to play small and to not take up fucking space. And I actually heard a girl who's a coach, a fellow coach of mine with Fast Foundations, say the other day that she had a realization. She's been coaching for years. She's a mom. She's successful. All the things that she was afraid to take up space. Does that does that resonate with you? Like when you say playing small or being small with just the name, does that there's got to be more to it just just than being the name? Yes. So so many things are coming through right now. Is um. I had a parent that was very, um, thrown it out there. She was a narcissist and for me to adapt and for me to survive in that growing up space, I played small, the less I was seen, the less reaction I would receive, the more I would hide, the more like I would, I would feel as if I was okay, which in reality, like I really wasn't okay. So in that space, like that's how I shut down. That's how I retreated and never learning how to a love myself, take care of myself, know that my worth is fucking valuable and that I'm enough just as I, just as I am. So that's how that started my life. And I mean, just to fast forward, I hit 50 and watched my dad go through the end of his life and seeing that he had regrets in his eyes, like never really verbalizing it, but I could just tell being so intuitive. And at that point, it was like, I'm no longer playing small. I'm no longer living for anybody else. I need to learn how to love me. I need to know that I am worthy just as I am and I am enough as I am. So that's kind of the, the launch pad. Um, to shifting my name, to shifting, like allowing my soul to shine. So much there, so much good stuff. I feel like there can't possibly be anybody listening who doesn't relate to some part of like a parent having a huge role in the way that they grew up and behaved. I mean, it's how could we not? Um, to to what extent I, we each of us know individually the ways that we maybe play small now or the things we do now that have affected us because of the way we were raised. And, you know, I just got off a podcast with one of my powerful friends. Her name is Christina LeCure. And she talks a lot about how she shares with her coaching clients that you are no longer allowed to blame or use, you know, the things that your parents did or said or believed any further in your life moving forward from the decisions that you make. You have to take full ownership of who you are now and what you are allowing to come through and for you. And that's where the work comes in. And that's where the deep work of, you know, breath work, like we both experience and just the different modalities of healing, but accepting the fact that like, you may not like how you're, how you're behaving now. So you get to decide what are you going to do about it? How are you going to flip the script on how you've always done it and do it different? 
And a lot of times that's so scary. You'd rather stay in your already, like, I call it a shit sandwich because you already know what that tastes like versus trying to go eat a new one that you're like, oh, I don't know. It might be worse. Um, And generally like the pain, right? You saw the pain with your dad, what he was going through, the regret. We have to experience some level of pain generally in order to make a change. You usually don't in the midst of like great happiness and joy think, "Hmm, fuck this, I'm changing. You're usually like just appreciating the joy and the amazingness of whatever's happening. But on the flip side, it's in those moments of despair of of seeing someone else go through some, some, sometimes you'll do something because you see them struggling versus even you. It's another example of how we always are putting other people's needs or beliefs ahead of our own. Um, So much so that sometimes we don't even know who we are or what we want. I think, what do you want is sometimes like the hardest question for people to answer. Have you, have you come to realize that too? Yeah. I, and I, I use the word desire. What do you desire? How do you desire to live? And I want to come back to the context too, is that my parent only knew what she knew and how she was raised. So as far as gifting compassion from my heart, understanding that like that has been a big, a big tool for me to learn and to step into. So there's that duality and change in that perspective for so many years, I was so angry and so pissed off. And really blaming but it's like what you just what you just shared is that it's the choice that I get to make if I desire to have a whole different perspective of life and to actually enjoy living every single day so that I wanted to bring that full circle there Des but also there's fear in everything that we do and I recognize that if if I don't I call it the sweaty pit syndrome if you don't have sweaty pits when you're doing something, then you should reevaluate what you're doing. Because for me, the sweaty pits indicates, okay, there's some fear, there's some stuff moving through me. And yes, I'm in exactly the right place where I should be to launch into the next level to launch into the next journey or the next evolution. And that's exactly where you are right now. That leads the perfect segue into this huge transition that you're going through right now. And even though it almost looks from the outside, like you're there, wherever that is, you're still in the midst of like discovering where there is going to be while you're here, if you will, right? Like using that whole context of you, you moved, I met you in San Diego at a women's event through one of our mutual uh, people that we know. And I feel like sometimes you meet people in order to meet someone else, right? So you and I have connected on the podcast before. And I feel like we then ended up in breathwork class together. We turned on the screens and we both had the same teachers and we were like, hey, so it's like the universe puts people in in your orbit for a reason. And, you know, you've gone on to become a breathwork teacher, facilitator, instructor, um, and really use that modality to help unlock a lot of people stuck shit. But I think really for you, it's unlocked a lot of stuff for you as well. And it's taking you to this place you are now. So are you open to sharing just a little bit of what this transitions look like the last couple of months? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to come back to the very first breathwork session that I had with our mentors, Jess and Corey, the healing couple. Um, I spent a lot of time one-on-one with them, but my first dive into breathwork was there in San Diego at Sojourn Yoga Studio. And I'd been going to yoga at 
sojourn for a while. And I'm like, okay, my whole, I told myself I'm going to get out of the box. I'm going to do something different. I lived in Coronado at the time and I'm like, okay, I'm too stuck and mundane and it's not feeling good anymore. So Sojourn had a breathwork class on Sunday evening. I'm like, okay, I'm stepping out of my box. I'm going to do something different. Had no idea what I was getting into. And as I'm driving to the studio, I feel my whole body going like this. My, my ego, my mind was saying, this is scary. This is out of your comfort zone. Don't go. And my innate intuition was like, go. You told yourself you're doing something new. You're getting out of the box. And this is really where you should be going. So walking into the studio, like I feeling that, that pull and leaning into the trust that my intuition knew that where I needed to be, I found myself in a, in a room with 40 other people and going through this breathwork journey. It was about an hour long and coming out going, holy fucking shit, what just happened? Like my whole body is on, is like levitating off the ground. I mean, truly, really, it felt like it was levitating off the ground. And like every cell in my being was like lit up. It just felt like it was like on fire in a good way. And being a cancer sign, like I'm so drawn to water and the full moon and feeling all the emotions. So I'm driving back to Coronado from downtown San Diego, going up over the bridge. And as I'm going over the bridge, this massively huge full moon is coming up over Tijuana and I'm lit up. I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm meant to do. This is how I'm meant to evolve. And then the whole country got shut down. <laughs> so in that time, I moved to Costa Rica. Our sessions, in-person sessions became virtual sessions. So that was the beauty. There's so much beauty that came out of the whole country being shut down. Um, is that we all became more virtual. And I did breathwork virtually from Costa Rica and moving through trauma, stuck shit, generational shit, just stuff that didn't feel good anymore. I recognized that where I was and how I was living and how I am living in the same pattern of how I grew up and a um, abusive, emotionally abusive relationship. And one day I decided, I'm like, I am no longer going to live like this anymore. I am going to choose me. I am so worth it. And I packed up one suitcase, my dog, and I left what from the outside looked like a perfect life, living close to the beach and the jungle, seeing all the beautiful things, the parrots and the monkeys. And it wasn't perfect on the inside. It was so hard and raw. And I moved back to the States and kept moving through breathwork because that really, truly was my catalyst to knowing that there's so much more for me. So one of my, I really want to bring this home because one of my breathwork sessions with Jess and Corey was I literally saw, and I know you have the same experience, but I literally saw my soul was a light, a being. It was grabbing the bars. They were iron bars in front of me and I'm literally shaking the bars. I felt so trapped and I didn't know how to get out. And so over time through breathwork and leaning into the uncomfortable, leaning into the fear, I began to see those bars separating so that eventually my soul was able to move through and to be where I am now. 
Wow. Yeah. So much there. I'm just, thank you for sharing that. I feel like you and I have had side conversations around, you know, what's going on recently with you. And I, I just feel like there's so much permission that you had to give yourself in order to make yourself a priority in all of that. And that's not an easy thing to do. And I know there's got to be somebody listening right now who's on a walk or who has snuck out to, to, you know, go just go to target for the umpteenth time to try to like do the things that, you know, mute those feelings that, that turn them off. So you don't have to feel them and you just put your head down and you get through and you do the things that you got to do. And you're not addressing the root issues of how come you're feeling certain ways and why things feel in resistance and why life feels harder than it probably should. Even though a lot of times, a lot of us, if you did look on the outside, everything looks perfect and wonderful and great. Um, And what does that even fucking mean? You know, it's like, sometimes we, we think, and that's why social media is such a mind fuck sometimes because we see people who we maybe aspire to be like, or um, want to model after that motivate us to try or do things. And we don't know what's really going on in there. We don't really know. And, you know, giving yourself the grace to discover and listen to who you are and what's really going on. And to know that no matter how long you've been in a certain situation, whether it's a career or it's a a relationship or a friendship, anything that you, you don't have to stay in a place that's no longer serving you. And I think that's something we don't give credit to. And, you know, we do though, sometimes in friendships, like it's okay if you outgrow friendships, but for some reason, like if you've gotten married to someone, like you're married, you better figure it out. And it's so unfortunate that there's such a stigma around, you know, people growing apart or staying in a box. Like you just, yeah, it's, it's unfair and it's not right because if you can grow with somebody beautiful, if you can't beautiful, like both should be beautiful and equally accepted. Um, just like anyone changing careers, like how many people do something for 25 years and then decide I'm selling everything. I'm gonna be a yoga instructor. Yeah. Awesome. That's so great for you. But if if it's in regards to your relationship, it's, there's so much, it's goes so much deeper. Um, there's a huge permission ship permission slip that gets to be given to choose you first, because without making you happy first, you can't be of service to anybody else. Like you have to love you first. You have to know that you are worthy first, that you are enough first, and then your light gets to shine. And then that's how we get to, as souls living in this human body, that's how we get to create a ripple effect. So other people can, can know that it's okay. Like it's okay to have that permission slip to move to the next journey. Well, and you know, I'm thinking of a dear friend and I know she listens to the podcast. So I, you know, I want to ask this question. It's, it's exactly with the picture you painted of that perfect outside. If anyone else was to look in the windows, they would, you know, not only think it was perfect, they would maybe be a little jealous that they didn't have the, the picture perfect quote unquote life. Um, but there are things that, you know, we can only fill up our own cup to a certain extent. And if you're in a situation that is constantly knocking that cup over and making it to where it's empty all the time, it's one thing to say things like, it's up to you to make yourself happy. Yes. It's up to you to fulfill your own things and to fill up your own cup. Yes. But if you're in an environment that does not support that, and actually causes you to feel like you can't do that, that's when it becomes a problem. And I think that's kind of what you realized the situation you were in. Um, and that it had been like that for many years, you just thought this is it, this is what you know I signed up for, and I'll make the best of it and figure it out because it's better than a lot of people's situations. And 
you know, I think that's either we grew up like that or it's just a conditioned belief that's just out there that we all should feel guilty if if we want more. Exactly. That patriarchal belief of of past generations that says like, yes, you're supposed to be in a relationship or in a marriage for so, you know, and a career for so long, like that's supposed to be your life's choice. But it's, I mean, yeah, I, I got to a point where I was having breathwork sessions and I would leave my room and come out into this beautiful space of the jungle and the birds and the macaws and everything. And then all of a sudden that bliss feeling that you get after breath work, like it would diminish And I'd have these really bad, hard thoughts that were not good. And it was like, okay, so there's got to be more. Like I was, I just see this, I kind of want to see this snowball rolling, you know, and rolling and picking up speed. And like, there's more, there's more, there's more. And giving myself permission. Truly, I was walking on the beach one morning and I'm like, I'm never abandoning me again never going to abandon me again, never going to abandon me again. And that just kept resonating. And so through the time of leaving Costa Rica and now there's been fucking hard shit to go through. I hired a trauma coach. I sat with a therapist. I mean, there's so many gifts that I gave myself and the gift to cry and to feel and to feel the fear and to know that this is hard and to validate myself that this is hard instead of like sweeping it under the rug and going, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to avoid on Netflix or I'm going to go drink or I'm, I'm going to feel this so that I no longer have this stuck in my body so that I can live for me. And those uh, 16 months of living in that it's a sacred space. It's a sacred space of being held by people that I reached out to for support that held me and supported me. And it's not all gone, but it's less. And given the tools to go, okay, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling sad. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to cry, or I'm going to sit here and I'm going to let myself feel this because it's okay to feel it. And then being able to reground going out in nature or just to look at the space where I am being able to touch my dog and say, okay, I'm here. I'm alive. Can I find the abundance and gratitude in this space and allowing that to be present? I have to take notes always when I, when my friends say profound things, one day I'll make us a bunch of sweatshirts with all of our famous sayings that we say when we're having out of body experiences, talking about our life. Oh, it's so good. I love that. You know, we, in, in breath work, we say a lot of mantras and and the breath work that we learned. um, We do a lot of coaching with the, you know, whatever's the client needs in that moment. And a lot of it is, it's okay to feel this. And we are so good at numbing ourselves out. And I actually just caught myself um, just a few days ago doing that same thing. And it, it was actually, there were some painful things that were, I think that encouraged the numbing to want to happen. But then there were also those preconditioned, like you can't feel this good. So go numb it out too. So it can happen on both ends. And I started to use food and alcohol for like two days 
nothing extreme, but more than I normally do. And more than I know is good for my body in the sense of even just feeling like shit. Uh, nobody else cared that I drank a little too. Nobody was here. My son wasn't here. I, you know, I could have just had myself a little party either which way, but I woke up and I just felt terrible for numbing in that way when I know better, you know, it's like, it would be, would have been okay to sit there and just feel my feelings. And it would have been okay to just turn the lights off and like, let the day be done. Or it would have been okay to do it in a celebratory way. Cause it kind of felt celebratory. Like, Oh, I earned this glass of wine. But then I also didn't want to be able to use things like that as to go either which way. And so I think when we face how we really feel, um, yeah, I think a nice bubble bath would have made me feel amazing. I think, you know, treating myself to a breathwork session would have been amazing. Downloading a yoga class to sit and do um, what meditating would have felt probably 10 times better than that glass of wine in the long term. So I think instead of doing things in the moment, even though they may be hard to resist, like staying in a certain situation, right? Or allowing things to happen to us versus saying, no, never again, I'm choosing myself first. Um, it's a lot of times easier. That muscle is harder to flex than just grabbing that glass of wine or just staying in a situation that sucks, even though you know you deserve better. So I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you're finding yourself in the story and and that, you know, it, we're here to inspire and motivate and to share, not to ever, you know, make you feel bad for reaching for that glass of wine by any means. Like there are time and a place for all those things. But when you're in awareness of why you're doing things, that's really the key underlying message, I think, that we're we're sharing here too. And, you know, just the, the, the part that there's always going to be hard shit to go through. And I think just accepting that's part of life, but being prepared with tools um, and people in your life to support you and the modal- modalities like breath work um, can, can really help ease the transition, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I want to celebrate you for recognizing and having the awareness to go back to, okay, this didn't serve me in this pattern because as a society too, we shame ourselves for doing that. We look back in the rear view mirror and go all the bad things, saying all the bad things to ourselves. And then we shame ourselves, but it's bringing into awareness. So I'm celebrating you that no matter how long it took, Jess, is that you became conscious that I could do things differently. And it's that journey of evolution and growth where the next time this happens, that awareness comes in sooner so that you recognize, oh, I'm reaching for the fourth glass of wine that, oh, all right, I'm doing this. Can I just bring myself into a space just to sit and feel or into the bubble bath? So there's there's so much polarity or there's so much duality in what you just said is that bringing that awareness that holistic psychologist talks about it she's like each time you bring that awareness in it comes in quicker and it comes in quicker and it comes in quicker and to speak on what you just said is this is a journey in this planet in this human body this is a journey of evolution and growth it's never going to stop unless you choose to stop it and then that's where i see that where my soul was, was stuck in that box. So I want to encourage people, like if you desire something that is bigger and better for you, like go for it. There's no shame in it. 
and have a support system in it too, because it will become hard. It will become fearful and that's okay. That's where you get the sweaty pits and, and that's where, you know, you're in the right spot. Oh my God. I love that analogy. Cause I could literally like get a visceral feeling of the sweaty pits and I get the sweaty pits a lot. I used to get the stomach flip flop when it would come to like interviewing guests for the podcast or being on someone's podcast. Um, but now it's more of a sweaty pit because I'm, there's a little bit of fear always because I know I care so much about doing a good job. And I will never forget. I had this conversation with my son one day before he was going into class. I think he was in like first grade and he had a test that day or something. And we were sitting there waiting to walk into class. And he told me that he was a little nervous or scared. And I thought, Oh my God, this is great. And I said, I'm so, I thought to myself, I'm so glad he cares about his test so much. He's scared of it. And so I tried to articulate that to like a seven-year-old of, you know, you wouldn't have this fear around it if you didn't care about doing a good job or if you didn't care about it. And so I think even in that moment of realization for myself, I don't know that I'd always thought that about fear, but in that realization of teaching it to my child, I was able to teach it to myself. And so anytime I feel a fear, I'm like, oh my God, you're so excited. And that excitement just at least puts a smile on my face so that like my tone with myself, or if I'm talking to somebody, or if I'm sharing a message, whether it's on stage or a podcast, like it comes out in a a more beautiful way rather than a fear-based, like, you know, you better do this or else. It it just, it's so nice to be, to have that awareness. And I just got off a podcast again with Christina and we talked about fear and about, you know, imposter syndrome and all of that. And, you know, I, I have people in my life that say, ah, imposter syndrome is not real. You just make that shit up. And then I have other people who are like, no, what imposter syndrome is, is you are using the wrong terminology. You are a beginner probably at something. So if you're a beginner or if something is new, you're going to feel like an imposter, if you will, if you want to use that word. So I was like, what a way more empowering word. Like I'm just a beginner. And you get to be a quote unquote beginner for as long as you want until you change the term. I think I know what I'm talking about now. Like that's how it was when we were in breathwork together. I'm like, who am I to facilitate this powerful work? Like I, I, I can barely get through a session myself, like on the receiving end. How am I going to facilitate this? Like, what if I mess up? And then, you know, we have such amazing leaders who, who seem like they've been doing it their whole life. And I'm like, well, at one point they weren't. And at one point they probably weren't as good as they are now. And so if I just take the fear away and know that whatever's meant to come out of my mouth is how it's going to be. And, and that's the beautiful thing with like podcasting, even content on social media, rewriting your life as far as whatever, you know, you get to try things on for size and see how they feel and what style you want to put out into the world. And you won't know that until you try things. And a lot of times you're going to be scared shitless doing it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that comes with everything. I mean, truly, really. I mean, if it's, if it's outside of your comfort zone, then, um, I mean, that's, that's great. I mean, you're alive. Like, can you feel the tingling? Can you feel the buzzing? Yeah. You get all like, like antsy in your seat. Like I can't even sit still when I get all fired up. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I choose, and I know you do too. And I hope you listening, you choose your feelings. Like sometimes things will happen, right? And we're like, Oh, I feel this way. We're like, how can we flip that feeling into a positive, desirable feeling, right? Like if I'm sad, like I'm so grateful that I have something to be sad about. Like if someone is, you're losing someone, I'm so grateful I had that time with them and I have somebody to be sad that they're no longer going to be here with me. Or, you know, we can use that as so many different analogies of, you know, creating the story you want around the thing that's happening. 
You know, we can take our pain and, and the narcissist mother and the and the situation you were in with your ex and, and spin it and make it sound so terrible and miserable. And while lots of pieces of it were, you can look back now that you're kind of moved through that and you're moving through it still and, and find beauty in the discovery of yourself, of where you want to go, of who you really are. And I mean, if, if not for that, what, what do we, we have nothing, you know, and, and with that alone, with that theory on how to look at things. I think it can help anybody process anything that they're going through in any transition and hopefully empower them to know that, yeah, while this might be difficult and tough, like at least I get to experiences. Um, cause I, the opposite could be true. We only have so many days on this planet and, you know, I want to experience it all. I want to feel all the things I want to know what it feels like to be at my lowest so that I know, you know, when I'm at my highest, that the, you know, the polarity between the two. If we don't know one, we don't know the other. I love our conversations always, Vicki, and I'm so glad this one got to be on the podcast and get recorded. Um, I have loved this transition with all of you listening. It means the world for me to have your support on this podcast. If there are guests or people you want me to bring on an interview, I would love to hear uh, who they are. If you have questions for me that I could talk about on the show, please don't hesitate to just throw me a DM. You can always text me your questions or your thoughts to 619-332-3045. And like Victoria said, we will be doing an in-person workshop of all the juicy things in May. So we'll be sure to let you guys know more about that. But I think when women especially share their stories, uh, share what's what they're going through, it gives each and every one of us the permission to know that we too can do the same and that we can make a move, we can make a change, we can find that alignment piece that may be missing in our life. Uh, and, and nothing has to hold you back, not the fear, not the scaredness of, in, of making decisions, you know, just knowing that you're not alone in whatever transition you're in. And um, I hope you found some value in this podcast and in our stories. And we love you for tuning in. If there's anybody you think who could benefit from hearing this podcast, please share it with them and tag both of us. Uh, it would mean the world. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much, Victoria. I love you. I'll see you very, very soon. Giving back is easy. Leave unscripted your five-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. 